today. California narrowly avoids rolling blackouts amid a heat wave. The Washington Post again claims the FBI found nuclear documents at Mar-a-Lago. And Dr. Fauci wants to make the COVID vaccine an annual shot. But uh, by the way, that last story might only be for our Blaze subscribers because the YouTube overlords absolutely hate us. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and I am joined today by my friend Jonathan Stickland. He is the president of Defend Texas Liberty PAC. Uh, glad that you could be with us again. Yeah, always fun. And also my friend who I am very glad is finally back in studio. We have Matt Kibbe, who of course is fellow Blaze TV host. He hosts Kibbe on Liberty and also the president of Free the People. Glad that you are here as well, sir. Awesome to be back. Yes, you're here filming some really awesome stuff. Yes. That I'm really, really excited to uh, to see. So um, glad that you guys are here, gentlemen. I would like to uh, discuss first these rolling power outages that are now possible over in California, the beacon, of course, of liberty and hope that is California. Uh, yesterday, California's Pacific Gas and Electric Company warned over half a million of their customers about the potential for rolling blackouts. Obviously, their energy grid is uh, it's in big trouble as temperatures, they just continue to increase. They're averaging over 100 degrees. And uh, Governor Gavin Newsom, always a treat, put out this video asking Californians to take certain measures to prevent these blackouts from occurring. Uh, by the way, notice he is wearing a giant thick sweater while asking everyone else to turn their thermostat mm. up to 78 degrees. Watch. Everyone has to do their part to help step up for just a few more days. Individuals, the state, industries, business, all doing their part to help reduce strain on the grid. Now here's specifically what you can do in the early morning hours, particularly tomorrow and the next day or so, pre-cool your home. Run your air conditioning earlier in the day when more power is available. And we encourage you to close your windows and blinds to keep your home cool as well. And today and tomorrow afternoon after 4 p.m., in particular 4 p.m., please turn your thermostat up to 78 degrees or higher and avoid to the extent possible using any really large appliances. Now, gentlemen, I want to get your thoughts on this, but I also I would be remiss if I didn't also mention Eric Swalwell. Uh, Representative Eric Swalwell over there in California, who, of course, I mean, he's echoing Gavin Newsom saying, I think he tweeted out, it's time to rally California. We all need to do our part to help avoid power outages this week. Before mm. 4 p.m., pre-cool your home. Uh, after 4 p.m., avoid use of major appliances. After 4 p.m., when are you supposed to cook dinner? I don't know. You're supposed to avoid use of major appliances. Turn your thermostat up. Let's keep the lights on, California, is what mm. he says, which is Interesting, because not so long ago, back in July, Eric Swalwell, the same Eric Swalwell, tweeted out uh, when Texas had a possibility of blackouts due to extreme heat. He said, Texas, where Republicans provide plenty of energy to control your body, but no energy to control your thermostat. Ah, mm. uh, my how the tables have turned. Right. Interesting. And of course, Texas is going through a record 100-year storm when this happens. Right. And California, nowhere near it. Um, for years, these guys have been telling us, go out and buy an electric car. Mm -hmm. You've got to do your part. And now they're telling them you can't even charge it mm -hmm. um, after 4 p.m. There is no, there is nothing that these guys don't want to control. Mm -hmm. uh, from when you can open your windows to appliances you can run. 
And um, I think California is, is proving that this is a horrible model to follow. Just yeah. try and rent a U-Haul. <laughs> it's about a fourth of the price to go from Texas to California because mm. everyone is coming here. And it's because of policies exactly like this. Yeah, I mean, it, it blows my mind. I'm like, okay, so you guys want more of us to own the electric cars. Mm. How, how much of a strain will that put on this? Obviously, we're already up to capacity, and then none of us can drive right. rather than only the people who uh, are wealthy enough to own the Teslas. I, that just... Gosh, I know I'm being way too reasonable, but that doesn't seem like a very good plan, guys. It's as if politics is not a great way to manage the production and distribution of energy or something. And I can't tell if this is like a comedy or a tragedy, (laughs) because you could look at California, and certainly California is not the only place where this is happening, um, but this was predictable, Mm -hmm. 100% from day one, and it's, it's like a slow motion train wreck that's been happening for a long time because even before the obsession with windmills and and solar panels and and green energy and electric cars the grid itself in california is a mess it's Mm -hmm. it's like it's generations out of date and politics has known about this and the legislature has known about this but they don't do anything about it and that out on top of this the instability of of being sort of Mm anti-carbon and, and anti-nuclear, obviously. Right. Anti-everything that actually works. Right. And, and would produce clean, efficient yeah. energy, so right? It's, it's, Renewable. it's like um, this, this will become a life or death situation because we let clowns like Gavin Newsom, but like there's an army of these guys, mm-hmm. uh, ignore basic economics and basic um, human needs. Energy is, is one of the most fundamental things that keeps us alive. Um, it produces our food. It keeps us from dying of heat stroke. It does everything that we need. It gets us to work. Mm-hmm. And these these guys um, are perhaps unaware of these things, <laughs> or they're doing this on purpose. And I, I don't even want to think about that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, think about. I just always go back to that last debate between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, where Joe Biden. I mean, you thought in the moment you're listening to him admit that he definitely wants to just completely eliminate the oil and gas industry. And you're sure. like, that's, that's the nail in the coffin. There's yeah. no way people can go with this guy. Absolutely, that would cause such an entirely huge crisis. And now here we are, and right. we're talking about doing those things, and people are shocked, and it's like, why? we should have seen this coming. Yeah, and, and it's crazy to me, because we're literally watching uh, over in Germany right now what mm-hmm. is happening mm-hmm. um, when you use energy as a political tool. Uh, those guys are in big trouble, and we're headed to the same thing. And it's not because we've got a hostile neighbor next door to us. It's because we're doing it to ourselves. Right. And, and you know, I do think it's scary to consider, but I, I don't think we can ignore the facts. I think the left, the hardcore left, has a sinister agenda uh, to bring us to our knees in some of these areas. It's the only thing that makes actual sense. I, I love that you bring that up because... It- <laughs> You look at what they're saying in public, uh, the left lawmakers, right? What they're saying in public versus what they're doing, the decisions that they're making in their own private life, right? You've got Nancy Pelosi buying up the, you know, million dollar mansion, a multi-million dollar mansion uh, on the coast of Florida. You've got uh, Obama's place in Martha's Vineyard. I mean, these are all places that they're telling us are going to be underwater in what, eight, seven years now do we have? Tick, 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 tick. And I'm like... 
you guys can't possibly be making these decisions if you actually believe the stuff that you're saying. That would be a horrible investment to yeah. make. Well, you, you, you pointed out Gavin Newsom's nice little little sweater there. Yes. He's not turning his thermostat no. up. No. no. And this, 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 was, this whole paradigm was laid bare during, during the lockdowns and the government response to COVID. Mm. There's haves and have-nots, and there's a laptop class and the people that pay the price for all of these bizarre uh, progressive experiments. And I think that this, this is a great example of, of the libertarian principle that you just don't want to centralize decision-making. Um, how could it possibly be true that a couple of bureaucrats would know how to replace um, an existing market for energy with these bizarre experiments? They have no idea. No. And they probably have no expertise in, 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 the, in the area anyway because they're, they're preaching an ideology, they're preaching a gospel. They're not actually, mm-hmm. um, they've, they've never gotten their hands dirty actually producing or distributing energy. Right, right. Um, I they wanna, know who they get checks from. Yeah. yeah. That's what they know. Yeah, no kidding. I, I want to go back to something you said, Jonathan, about Germany. Um, and, and kind of, for those of you who have not heard, uh, the German government just announced that it's going, to, it's going to keep two nuclear power plants on a kind of backup status available only if the country has no other option. This is due to the war between Russia and Ukraine. Uh, it's heavily affected Germany's ability to manage its energy supplies because obviously Germany has heavily depended on Russia uh, for its natural gas exports. Which is, gee, I feel like there was a man a while ago who warned of this very thing potentially happening, but he tweeted mean things, so they sent him yeah. away. Uh, so He's offensive. Yeah, he was. Mm, he said some not nice things to the media members. Uh, actually, okay, great. Con- the control room is telling me we have this clip. This is uh, Donald Trump back in 2018. His speech at the UN, he warned German leaders about their reliance on Russia for energy and the need to become energy independent, which, by the way, was what he was doing before Joe Biden got in office and deliberately uh, reversed all of the progress that he had made. Here is Donald Trump back in 2018. Germany will become totally dependent on Russian energy if it does not immediately change course. Mm. Here in the Western Hemisphere, we are committed to maintaining our independence from the encroachment of expansionist foreign powers. They're laughing. It has been the formal policy of our country since President Monroe that we reject the interference of foreign nations in this hemisphere and in our own affairs. But that's just a crazy orange guy who doesn't know what he's talking about. They're lads, you pointed out, Jonathan, they're laughing at him. A, a, a wild bet that not one of those German bureaucrats knows anything about the economics of energy. Just a crazy idea. And this, this is a very big deal. I just got back from um, a series of uh, uh, speaking events throughout Eastern Europe, a lot of former Soviet bloc countries, um, Poland, Slovakia, Georgia, countries that are, are in the middle of this fight mm-hmm. between um, old Europe, uh, German, France-type Europe that, that had already implemented a Green Deal. If you want to know what the Green New Deal is, you just have to watch what's happening to Germany right now because they already did it. And, they've, they've, and if, you don't, if you don't care about energy markets, maybe you care about the destabilization that this has created because Putin only exists because he has um, energy and mm-hmm. because 
the people around him don't. Mm. Yeah. And it's not because he happens to be sitting on all of that oil and gas, it's because they unilaterally disarmed. So if you don't care about um, people being able to cool their, their homes in the summer or heat their homes in the winter, which is about what's going to happen in Germany, maybe you care about the fact that you've just empowered this authoritarian guy right. mm -hmm. to, I mean, this wouldn't happen, this wouldn't, Ukraine would not have happened if Germany and the European Union hadn't unilaterally disarmed with this, this beautiful theory, the Green Deal, we're going to make everything beautiful. They don't know what they're doing. They're dangerous people. Yeah. Right. I read something the other day about the um, German economy. And obviously you have the question of whether these people are going to be able to warm their homes in the winter, which is very <laughs> basic need. I feel like that right. matters. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. definitely Germany, matters. Yeah. But their entire economy is based on manufacturing. Yeah. And without the power to do that, I mean, this is going to have a cascading effect all the way down. It's not just going to be a tough winter and everyone has to burn more firewood. This is going to, this is literally could tear this country to its knees. Yeah, yeah, completely devastating consequences. Um, on, on this subject, I would like to play for you Corinne Jean-Pierre, who we all know as the greatest example of why affirmative action is a very bad thing. Uh, she discussed the Nord Stream pipeline, the, the, of course, the Russian Nord Stream pipeline and... Um, she got the pipeline confused with, uh, oh, I don't know, a very popular story you may have heard of. Mm. Watch. So you've heard us say this, that what, what we see Russia's doing, and we've been very clear about this, is that they're using energy, they're weaponizing energy, and it's choosing to, to one of the things that uh, has been out there, the shutdown, the pipeline of Nordstrom 1. <laughs> Not, not the, so they bad. shut down Nordstrom's. That's you're awful. like, no, what? Yeah. Now you know what? We didn't care about Nordstrom. Now we're rioting. Yeah. Okay, don't go, go shut down my Nordstrom. Mm. Um, I, you know, I used to look at Jen Psaki and I was like, man, she is bad. Yeah. And Jen Psaki looks like the best press secretary I've ever seen in mm. comparison to this chick. So. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be one note, Johnny. But um, political apparatchiks are driving energy policy, which we need to live. And she's talking about the Nordstrom pipeline. <laughs> um, mm. we, we, I mean, it's, it's funny, but it's, it's also just so dangerous. Yeah. Um, um, because as, as I said earlier, um, if, if the grid collapses in California mm -hmm. when it's over 100 degrees out, mm -hmm. um, people at the margins are going to die. Right. This, right. Is, this is not a game. Yeah, yeah. I think it's scary, obviously, People can misspeak or whatever else. But if you watch that whole clip, the scariest thing about it is that she doesn't know what she's talking about no. before it. She's bumbling around. She is reading she off the script. She just reads off the notes. And it, it's just, we're the most powerful country in the world. Yeah. We're supposed to be leading the free world. And this is what we have to push out there mm -hmm. and say this is our representative. And by the way, the substance of it, they're, they're again, blaming Russia for policies that, that our government has advocated, that our allies in Europe have advocated, that we've forced down the throats of citizens. Um, it's, I, I think Putin's awful. I, I think he's a tyrant. Um, I hope he goes away soon, but we have enabled him with these policies 
And again, it's like a it's a slow motion train wreck. There was there was no way you didn't see this coming. Mm -hmm. And this this is what uh, President Trump was talking about. Right. 2018. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. He knew all the way back in 2018. Uh, all right. We've got to take a quick break. First, we want to thank our sponsor of this segment, Birch Gold. So I don't know if you guys realize this. The last time we went through a recession, there were stocks that literally went to zero. Washington Mutual, Lehman Brothers, Chrysler, uh, multiple blue chip stocks went to little or no value almost overnight. Don't let that happen to you. We don't know what's going to happen in the Biden economy. And by the way, to Matt's point, it's not the Putin economy, it's the Biden economy. Because Biden uh, did this. Historically, your best hedge against inflation has been gold and silver. So you got to call our friends over at Birch Gold. They're going to help you uh, move your gold and silver, hold your gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. And uh, if you have a 401k or an IRA that's underperforming, you're just watching it dwindle away every day a little bit more. you got to text the word why to 9898. Eight, nine, eight. You can convert that into an IRA in precious metals right now. That is the word why, W-H-Y, to 989898. They're going to send you a free info kit. There's no obligation, no reason not to do it. The word why to 989898. Washington Post uh, claims that the FBI seized documents from Mar-a-Lago related to a foreign nation's nuclear capabilities. Now, this is, of course, according to, quote, people familiar with the matter, end quote. These people did not, surprisingly enough, identify the foreign government in question, nor did they say where at Mar-a-Lago the document was found or offer any sort of additional backup details about, uh, you know, any of this. Um, but um, the, a lawyer for Trump, this is Christopher Kais, criticized this alleged leak, saying the damage to public confidence in the integrity of the system simply cannot be underestimated. The responsible course of action here would be for someone, anyone in the government to exercise leadership and control. The court has provided a sensible path forward, which does not include the selective leak of unverifiable and misleading information. There is no reason to deviate from that path if the goal is as it should be, to find a, ras a rational solution to document storage issues which have needlessly spiraled out of control. But it's not like Washington Post has like a bad track record of providing anonymous sources mm. for stories that, uh, you know, criticize Trump that end up to be completely fabricated. I'm, were they the ones that did the uh, Trump talked crap about veterans? Were that, was that them oh, or the yeah. New York Times? I can never remember which is which. Are they different? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point, Matt, actually. They all just kind of bleed together yeah. uh, at, at the same time. Um, I, ju I just, I'm sorry, I, I have a, I the, don't the whole this. The whole, ne believe. the nexus between um, the security agencies and and corporate media is now so obvious. Um, and But this is a, this is a classic um, FBI playbook. I mean, they, they were doing this to Martin Luther King a generation ago, but now everybody sees, like you, you can actually watch the arc of the story where there's this outrageous claim made mm -hmm. by unnamed sources, and then two weeks later, ah, never right. mind, never right. mind. So, so they try it, and this, this, is, this is an old tactic, but, but now people don't believe anything that the corporate media says, and they don't believe anything that the FBI says. Right. And, and, and when I look at all this stuff, I'm like, I wouldn't know what to trust. Yeah. All I know is that it, uh, raiding the former president's home looks very banana republic. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. the only thing I know. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is a major issue. In fact, uh, we've done some polling on this issue, and the raid on Mar-a-Lago moved independence more than anything we've seen to the right, to the wow. conservative. 
which which we thought was very interesting. I think mm-hmm. people understand that this is, you know, we've, we've now been operating for a long time on this, can't trust the media and everything else, and, and probably the government's working against us, but this is so egregious to many just casual observers that it's moving people. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's going to take us to a dangerous place. I well, mean, it's, it's, it's scaring people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can go after Trump, yep. you yeah. can definitely come to my house. And you stack that on top of the January 6th yep. folks and, and everything else that's happening. And, and all of a sudden, like the conspiracy theories that we've been talking about for a long time start to become um, yeah. Very real. Yeah. yeah, people are realizing that the deep state is a real thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they're unaccountable and they're unfireable and they're nameless and yeah. you don't know who's doing what, um, but it's massive. Yeah. And it, it starts to feel like a personal attack. And I, I'm not even a Trump guy. Right. But I see this and I'm like, wow. This yeah. is not that, my. This is not my country. That's yeah. the polling that yep. you're talking about. That's this yeah. is moving exactly right. people. I because I've talked to a lot of people as well who are like, I was not. I'm not a Trump fan. In fact, some are like, yeah, I I would consider myself to be a Democrat, but I I'm not for this. Right. Like I this is this is too too much. Yeah. We've right. gone too far. Right. Uh, well, Trump, I guess, in his uh, oh so uh, endearing Trump way, went on his. Truth Social uh, app and said, not only did the FBI steal my passports, but it has just been learned through court filings. They also improperly took my complete and highly confidential medical file and history with all the bells and whistles. At least they'll see I'm very healthy and absolutely perfect physical (laughs) specimen, (laughs) plus personal tax records, illegal to take and lawyer client privileged information. A definite no-no days of the Soviet Union. So we'll see what happens there. At least the, the special master was uh, at least they granted that. But I never, I'm like, mm, I'm, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop when it is someone in, you know, the uh, the federal, any sort of the federal system. But um, I want to, you know, you were mentioning, Matt, that it's taking us to a very dangerous place. And I think to your point, I found it fascinating. Kathy Griffin actually tweeted yesterday. She Ugh. calls herself a comedian. I haven't seen any evidence that she actually is a it's comedian. Been a long I've time. never, yeah, I've never heard anything funny that she said. But uh, she tweeted out, "If you don't want a civil war, vote for Democrats in November. If you do want civil war, vote Republican." Hmm. So uh, you know, this is obviously. Remember, this was yeah. That's that that Kathy Griffin. Yes, the one who held up a severed fake head. Bringing people uh, together. Th- yeah. That's what the unity. left is all about. Is is unity. By the way, she's the only person on Twitter that I'm aware of that has actually blocked me. So really, um, I nice. feel I feel like I should put that in my bio somewhere. That's fascinating. Um, what did I, you do to? Do, you're just so level-headed and calm. What did you um, possibly well, do? Well, she, she she pissed me off because she was. Um, she was playing the victim card, and I happened to be a cancer survivor. Oh. And, and I, it just, it pissed me off. Yeah. So I, I got a little spicy, but. Good for you. You know, sometimes it happens. Wear it like a badge of honor. Yeah. But so I read that, and I'm like, oh, so it sounds like you're the one who's threatening the Civil War. And she had to backtrack a little bit later on and say, no, I meant they're going to take us to the Civil War if they get in power. And it's like, well, that's not how it works. Yeah. The party in power is not the ones who lead you to the Civil War. It's, it's, the, it's the, you know, the backlash. It's the uprising of the oppressed. That, so not quite sure how she meant it there, but certainly not a good place this to be. This is coming right after the Biden speech mm-hmm. in front of, yep. you know, uh, yeah. with all yeah. the red, the red. And all the military-looking mm-hmm. style, which seems so deliberate to me. Yes. And... You can see that that this is the path they're going down, which it's just so ridiculous if you just stop and look at what these people are doing. Yeah. 
Don't listen to what they're saying on social media, but look at what they're doing. This is the leftists are the ones that are pushing the people apart, without a doubt. Yeah. And it is scary. It is. Because they got all these partners. They got the mainstream media. They got all these these things. And... and the, 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 the lesson here is, is and, and Mike Lee, Senator from Utah, is very good on this. Um, the only way that America works is if we protect decentralized power and federalism. And, and as a libertarian, I want to go further. I want to be local mm-hmm. so that, that people from, from different perspectives actually can cooperate and get along. If all your eggs are in a basket of controlling the presidency... Yeah. And you really hate the 49% of the public that voted against you. Um, that's an absolute recipe for tyranny. So they, they accuse um, Trump guys of mm-hmm. being these divisive figures while they're saying, if we don't win, it's a civil war. Mm-hmm. Um, because, because they believe in power. They believe that they actually believe that they should force people to live the way that they want them to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's my hope that the opposition party... Um, the Republicans actually get back to those constitutional principles of saying, you know what, if you want to dye your hair blue and drink $10 soy lattes, go for it. Go ahead. I don't care right. as long as you leave me and my family alone. Yeah. That's, I, I think that version of America is beautiful. Yeah. I, I like the weirdness, right. but not if they're telling me how to live my life. Right, right. Jonathan, we have the, uh, the picture you just referred to. Yeah. Just that is... That just, but that's I, not the group that wants a civil war. No, yeah, that's right. unifying. You don't. What about that picture? Isn't unifying to you? He's got yeah. the. He's making the fists. He's very angry. You have the. I mean, he's. He looks like he's literally giving the speech from the depths of hell. You, you got the military guys in the background. Yes. But by the way, a couple days after he made the comment that you would need an F-15 to challenge the government yeah. or an F-16 or whatever, um, now he's he's like, oh, by the way got the military behind me just in case you guys were wondering and wanted to push back I'm totally unifying i don't know what you're talking sort of reminded me of uh, daenerys Tar- targaryen in the yeah. final episodes of game of thrones and i sort of wanted him to have some sort of leather get up <laughs> just just to just to push the point a little bit well i don't i, I, I didn't really, i don't want the I don't mental image <laughs> Joe Biden in, in a leather getup. Uh, all right, we got to take another quick break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Built Bar. Yes, that's right, everyone. They're back, baby. Uh, Built Bar is, those of you who have not, maybe you're new to the show, you haven't heard, Built Bar is my go-to for if you're like snacking during the day, but you want to try to stay healthy, you want to stay on track, maybe you're trying to lose weight, maybe you're just trying not to gain weight, whatever the case may be. These are amazing. They've got uh, flavors that are like coconut mint brownie, uh, double chocolate, salted caramel, cookies and cream, a ton more. My favorite is the chocolate chip cookie dough. Um, and look, it tastes like you're eating a candy bar, but you're actually eating something that's roughly 180 calories or less and up to 18 grams of protein. So you can stay on track with Built Bar. I've had so many of you guys sending me messages, sending me pictures of all of the boxes that you guys are getting. It's an addiction, I realize that, but it's a healthy addiction, so it's fine. You can go to built.com, use promo code NEWS15, you'll save 15%. Uh, That's NEWS15 for the promo code over at B-U-I-L-T, built.com. Tragic story. Uh, Last week, 34-year-old mother and teacher Eliza Fletcher was kidnapped while on a morning jog over in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, Her body was later discovered behind a vacant house. Now, the suspect is 38-year-old Cleotha Abstin, has a very long 
history of violent crime. His record goes back to 1995, uh, when he was about 13 years old. It shows juvenile court matters in every year, 1995, 96, 97, 98, 99. At 14, uh, he committed a juvenile delinquent act of rape against an unnamed suspect. At 16, he abducted a Memphis lawyer at gunpoint, threw him into the trunk of his own car, drove him around to various ATMs, demanding that he withdraw cash. This is not seemingly a very good guy. He pled guilty in that case, served about 20 years of a 24-year sentence, just released in 2020. And uh, here he emerges, uh, according to a new affidavit, he was hiding out near the University of Memphis campus for about 24 minutes before her morning jog brought her to the area. Um, It's just, it's very unsettling because you hear these stories and you see how criminals are being treated now Mm -hmm. in 2022. We have repeat offenders, very dangerous repeat offenders, just released from jail. I mean, you saw them do it during the pandemic. You see New York relaxing, right. you know, they're they're doing bail reform, they're doing all these things. And I mean, the left is advocating for criminals. Um, they're trying to convince us that they're victims of the system. You've got Jacob Blake, you've got all of the, you know, yep. these are just victims. They're they're the victims. Meanwhile, we're releasing these criminals and these predators and they're doing real damage to, uh, you know, American citizens. It, it really upsets me because mm-hmm. um, for years, conservatives... Um, I think looked at some of our criminal justice stuff and realized that we had a system filled with nonviolent criminals. And there was a true kind of bipartisan effort to uh, reform some of those Mm -hmm. laws. And the leftists have taken that and gone completely to the other way. Okay. And my whole thing uh, when I was in office and, and working on these issues have been, is, is there a victim outside of yourself? Okay. And that's when there's a problem. And the left keeps showing us that they don't actually think that anything is wrong. Right. Um, and it's a very dangerous place. Criminal justice reform um, was one of those areas where the left and the right could work together, I think, with well-intention, especially for nonviolent criminals. Right. And they've just messed up the whole thing mm-hmm. and allow folks that are should not be in society to mm-hmm. run around and continue to create victims. Go ahead, Matt. No, they've really, uh, the left... Uh, the radical left, I should say, is, has really corrupted the concept of, of what the judicial system is all about. And I'm a big advocate of criminal justice reform. Um, we've actually produced a documentary on restorative justice. But restorative justice has nothing to do with letting out a repeat violent rapist. It has yeah. to do with young people that make mistakes and holding them accountable and making the victim whole. And they've corrupted all of these ideas. Um, but, but back to your point... Um, the economics of this are also driving some of these decisions. We've filled our jails with young people, um, maybe because of a marijuana crime. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I, this thing I love about restorative justice, if there is no victim, there, it's not something that the criminal justice system should deal with. And, and, that, and that probably makes some conservatives uncomfortable, but you want the justice system to keep these monsters under lock and key. Mm-hmm. But, but if you're if you're if you're over capacity and you can't build enough jails and we have this mass incarceration problem very much driven by the drug war, we're not doing the basic function that we expect from from police and, and the justice system. Right. Yeah. I you know, Jonathan, you mentioned the, the bipartisan effort in criminal justice reform and the left takes it and just runs with it. And I, it just, it, it's so frustrating to watch because I feel like at this point, I didn't always feel this way. I feel like at this point, watching how the left takes everything, 
to the extreme, how they weaponize everything. Anytime, anytime I see bipartisanship on the, on behalf of the right, I'm like, don't do it. They don't. You're coming to this deal in good faith. They're right. not. Don't do it. And then I'm like, God, is that too cynical? You know, it's like mm -hmm. the, it makes me feel gross because they're like you want bipartisanship, I guess. Uh, actually, I want the government to do nothing. So I guess I just want them to always be at a standstill. But it's like it feels gross to say, but I just feel like they've proven that so many times right. that I'm just like, it's, it's a trap. Don't do it. They're not trying to work with you for common good or in good faith or anything like that. They're going to take this and use it against you later. Yep. Am I wrong? No, I, I think you're right. And it's frustrating. And it ticks me off and it's it's sad yeah. because I think it's being encouraged yeah. um, by the way that they're pushing this stuff. I mean, you know, the uh, the untold victims here, too, are the family members, mm -hmm. okay, of mm -hmm. all these folks. And you don't see any articles about them. Right. Um, but you have a guy who has physically harmed someone, ruined their life, mm -hmm. and it doesn't just end there. Right. They probably have sisters and brothers and, and people who end up in fear. I think public safety going forward with the left pushing this agenda is going to be um, a much bigger issue than it has been in the past. I see your inner libertarian sneaking yes, out here. Yes. Well, we, there is not a political <laughs> solution to this. Um, and I'm going to give one more shout out to restorative justice. And don't be fooled by the words because some of the people that we're criticizing will use those words. But it's, it's a way at the very local level for citizens to take the system back. Mm -hmm. And you take it out of the justice system that, that creates repeat offenders and you, you focus on the victim instead of society. You ever heard the phrase, um, you know, pay your debt to society? Mm -hmm. No, make yeah. the victim whole. And that's, that to me is a radically libertarian idea um, that, is, that is embraced by a lot of people that look at the broken justice system. And, and you might come from it from an evangelical point of view. You might come at from it from a sort of a, a left-wing hippy-dippy point of view. But... Mm -hmm. Um, everybody knows that the government doesn't function. It doesn't do the things that it needs to do. Right, right. And it does all um, the things that it's not yeah. supposed to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So we got to take a quick break. But uh, to all of you watching, I know there's a lot of you. You watch every day on YouTube. We appreciate you so much. I'm just not sure if you're going to be able to watch this next segment because we're talking about the, uh, you know, the precious sacred cow COVID vaccine. And because of YouTube's guidelines, we may have, I don't know, it depends on how spicy it gets. We may have to put it exclusively on Blaze TV. So if you're not already subscribed, make sure to head over to Blaze. We're we going covered, spicy. Yeah. Oh, we're going really spicy with these two. Uh, we've got a bunch of topics that uh, the YouTube overlords don't want you to hear about from COVID misinformation to, uh, of course, election well, we'll call it fortification. Right now, we're offering a huge discount. You can use code NEWS20 for $20 off the first year of your subscription. Go over to blazetv.com. That is NEWS20 for $20 off. Dr. Anthony Fauci. Wow, yeah, no, he's still actually appearing on mainstream media. He announced yesterday, I'm sure you guys will be shocked to hear, that the COVID vaccine will become a routine annual shot. You know, Ugh. just like the flu vaccine. I know you guys didn't see it coming. Here is Dr. Fauci. It is becoming increasingly clear that looking forward with the COVID-19 pandemic, in the absence of a dramatically different variant, we likely are moving towards a path with a vaccination cadence similar to that of the annual influenza vaccine with annual updated COVID-19 shots matched to the currently circulating strains for most of the population. However, some particularly vulnerable groups may continue to need more frequent vaccination against COVID-19. 
Guys, I, oof. Do people still take this seriously? Yes, um, yes, yes, I Matt, can, yes. I see them driving in their cars with their masks on, and I'm like, what are you doing? They're listening to Dr. Fauci, that's what yeah. they're doing. I can't yeah. listen to the guy without seeing Alex Stein <laughs> doing his bit in front of the city council, an ouchie. In the scrubs. From Fauci. Yeah, yeah. It's so bad. <laughs> this guy needs to go away. This is, a, I mean, it, there's a paradigm shift here where um, we've, we've so centralized everything. Mm -hmm. um, pandemic response and and the vaccines are basically bought and owned by the government. Um, they share the intellectual property on mRNA. And there's an incentive problem here where, well, of course, they're going to promote it because this is what they designed to save us all from ourselves. And and it, it gets I'm going to just beat this dead horse like this idea that a lifelong bureaucrat like Fauci could possibly know more than Nobel laureates mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. epidemiologists from, from Stanford, Dr. Jay Bhattacharya, Martin Kuldorf from Harvard, uh, Sinatra Gupta from, from uh, uh, Oxford. Mm -hmm. And these were the people he was trashing. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And they don't have any moral or scientific credibility to push this kind of stuff. And I'm all for if somebody wants to, to get jabbed every two months, three months, if, if you want to just jab yourself to death. Go for it. That's what just got us banned right there. Um, <laughs> he didn't. That was actually a literal jab themselves to death was actually yeah, a literal. Yeah, literal. <laughs> I, it has nothing to do with vaccination. Um, but but the thing that they do that is so morally reprehensible is is force people, take mm -hmm. away their livelihood, um, um, compel them to do this. That's the part that's dangerous. And I, I think we absolutely have to reject this paradigm all the way. I think another facet to that, and I agree with you, but I think another facet to that is the lack of informed consent. Because again, it's like, yeah, if you want to take the shot a million times, I guess that's your right as an individual. But they also should have given you the right information for you to make that decision. And they, they've never done that. First, it was going to prevent you from even getting the virus. Then they're like, well, we never said that, but it definitely makes you get sick less and prevent you from going in the hospital. And then people go in the hospital like, well, we never said that it was going to prevent you from going in the hospital. But just look, just take it. OK, take four more and then you'll be fine. Take four more. And if something goes wrong, then uh, you have no recourse right. because we're right. not actually liable for right. any of it. Look, every time that I go to the post office, I'm reminded why I don't want my government involved in my health care mm -hmm. um, because it's not capable of doing anything good. And through the um, through this entire pandemic situation, uh, that has just reinforced my belief that we got we don't need these guys anywhere near any of it. Mm -hmm. I just don't trust them. Yeah. And there's been too many things that have gone wrong. And I I. I've gotten to the point where I even, like, if you believe all this stuff coming out, I find it hard to believe you. Yeah. I, I read a thing on social media the other day that it was like giving a slow golf clap to the people who had saw, seen through all of this and never yeah. become part of the hype. Yeah, yeah. It has sorted a lot of people, and you, you really kind of figure out what, what you're made of. So I had, I had a show uh, recorded last night with uh, John Ioannidis, who's a, another Stanford epidemiologist, uh, famously demonizing for suggesting that we didn't have enough data to do all of these draconian things that had never been tried before. And what we talked about primarily was the damage that guys like Fauci and this entire medical industrial complex public health thing that's, that's taken over our lives, 
they've done so much damage to science mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and vaccination and healthcare solutions to problems. Right. And and I don't know how they recover from that. And because we're we're all here alive today because of medical innovation. It's it's a tremendously beautiful thing that we've done for humanity. And now it's this this big government I don't trust a word you say mm -hmm. because you have no credibility. You said the opposite thing last week. Right. Um, and, and I'm more worried about that because I don't think, like looking at how parents reacted to the idea that, that we're going to jab five-year-olds, mm -hmm. I don't think anyone's going to buy this. Yeah. And, but they're going to be worried mm -hmm. about the next time when we, when we actually have a medical solution to a problem, they're going to be right. like, I don't trust you anymore. That's right. Right, right. That's, 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 that's not damaged. a good place to be. No. It's not. I kind of, I mean, part, look, I've been, I've been uh, distrustful of the CDC, the FDA, uh, all of those organizations for a very long time. So I kept saying throughout COVID, I kept saying, okay, at least the silver lining might be this is going to wake people up to realize right. that these are not people that you can trust. Just because the CDC tells you that you should be doing something doesn't mean that they're saying that because they have your best interest in mind. There's always, you always have to follow the money. There's always an additional incentive. On that point, can I tell say. you a quick story? Please. So when I, when I ran for office the first time mm -hmm. uh, for state representative, I went against a 16-year incumbent, was not expected to win. Um, it was in the Tea Party wave. We ended up winning by 20 points. And it was on election night that I gave my first media interview because nobody took it seriously. Mm -hmm. The next morning after winning my special election, I had a private uh, delivery guy come to my personal house with a package. Okay. And in that package were four checks, packed checks from big pharmaceutical companies yeah. within 12 hours of not knowing me, not, where I, not knowing wow. where I stood on the issues, nothing. Within 12 hours, there was a man at my house to give me money from the big pharmaceutical they, they, company. They just liked your acceptance speech. It was, it was just <laughs> it was particularly just powerful. Speech. I then took those funds and started uh, working on anti-vaccination stuff, yeah. frankly. Yeah, um, yeah. And that was really not even anti-vaccination. It was, it was about giving parents the rights to right. make their own decisions, right? Um, which seems fundamental in a free society, but apparently that is extreme now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, if they're going to do it too, this is a, a, a state race. If you don't think that that's taking place all across the country, uh, 100%. boy, let me tell you, yeah, it absolutely is. All right, we've got to, uh, we got to take another quick break. We'll be right back. Wow, I never knew that. Actress Jennifer Lawrence told Vogue magazine that she has spoken with her therapist about nightmares of <gasps> Tucker Carlson. Oh no, she said that uh, she has difficulty coming to terms with growing up around her Republican family in Kentucky. She worked so hard to forgive her dad and her family and try to understand it's different. The information they're getting is different. Their life is different. I've tried to get over it and I really can't. Oh, that is just so sad. These people live in a alternate freaking universe like Jennifer Lawrence nightmares of Tucker Carlson if that isn't elitist the, I don't know what the, is. the best response on Twitter were all the pictures of her with Harvey Weinstein yes mm. and, and that's all you need to know but Tucker Carlson is no, he's, scary scary he's, man he's so scary scary man it's it's his uh, resting uh, you know what face <laughs> yeah I really liked the hunger games and these these 
stupid actors and actresses I know. keep throwing in their political opinion like we should care at all and ruining these great flicks. I know. It's I know. It's so annoying. It makes me not want to go to the movies anymore. I know. I re- it's I ba- really, really hard. I basically don't. I don't want to support these people. Yeah. And um, it, it, I don't think it's going to stop until it affects their pocketbook. I agree. I agree. But I'm wondering if now it will, especially post-pandemic where the theaters and Hollywood was so largely affected. I don't know. For a long time, the left has realized this. I think conservatives need to wake up. We're going to have to start voting with our pocketbook. Absolutely. On that note, you should go to AmericanBeautyBySarah.com if you like uh, makeup and also uh, believe that men are men and women are women. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Jonathan Sticklin, make sure you are following him. Matt Kibbe, make sure you are following him. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.